love edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We like to call it the freak flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Ric Flair. Woo! 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We got a jam-packed show for you. We'll review the last of Big 12 media days. Talk about the uh, the sleeper team in the Big 12 that everybody keeps talking about. Also, a Big 12 executive takes a shot at Texas. I ain't surprised. We'll also get into the Astros. Goostrals taking on the Angels. Shohei on the mound. The best story in sports right now. And he's going to be taking on H-Town. We'll get into and talk about it. Also, Rangers in action too. Uh, Major League Baseball uh, starting up the second half of the season. So we'll talk about some of the Major League Baseball storylines and Shohei being the biggest. Also, make or break years for these college football teams this season and coaches who have the most approved in 2022. And of course, that means we'll get into some Texas football discussion. Also, NFL news notes and nuggets. Uh, we'll also talk about the top 10 most draftable wide receivers and also uh, some of the top OCs. And yes, Bijan Robinson does what we all thought he was going to do. Impress with the Atlanta Falcons. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream and the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? What it do, what it do. I love this 512 freak flag fake it till you make it Friday. Good I F-bombs. love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Can't wait for the weekend to start, as I'm sure a lot of people are. But the one thing you must do is hydrate. Mm -hmm. Make sure you hydrate because it's going to be a hot one. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud car carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn, Derek Johnson, said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate that intro as always. Uh, man, it always is sweet, brother. I appreciate that. Always good to get an intro. You don't get to get you that every get day of your no, life. Man. We're one of the few people we get intros just to go to work. I wanted to walk around with theme music, but they said that was frowned upon. Uh, you can do it these days. I mean, I'm about to. You got to put your pods in. I'm just going to know. I want everybody to hear well, everybody who it is. Everybody here. That's they want to hear that music. intro. Well, you can yeah. still, You got to walk around <laughs> obnoxiously with your phone. Oh, yeah. Do that for playing. Most people <laughs> hollering at With each other. Oh man, what's going on, man? How you been? I'm like, man, I'm trying to eat a sandwich over here, bro. I don't want to know how your partner been. <laughs> True that. Uh, no. Let's talk to somebody who uh, who knows how to uh, to conduct themselves. He's, he's a he's a Renaissance man. He's got manners. Got home training. Got all that. He's one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. Got a hustle spirit. Period. We don't know what he's paid. We're pretty damn sure this man is underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Doing good. Always enjoy a Friday show. Uh, hell yeah, you damn right. We, because it's the weekend. Officially, everybody likes the weekend. Even when you got to work on the weekend, it yep. still feels good for At least you know. Yeah. And we right. know some of y'all got to work. So uh, we appreciate you joining us. You can always be a part of the show. Specs Tech Line is the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Uh, my man Patrick Davis said, it's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, we'll wrap up the Big 12 Media Days discussion here in the first segment. So we'll talk a little college football. Some uh, we'll Throw some Texas football in there as well. 
well. And we'll uh, talk about the sleeper team that seems to be a big topic of conversation uh, in uh, the college football realm of to win the Big 12. So we'll get into that this segment. Uh, next segment, we'll talk Major League Baseball, uh, get some of the second-half storylines in Major League Baseball. Of course, mm-hmm. Shohei, who is going to be on the mound versus the Astros, fittingly, um, he is the biggest storyline in Major League Baseball. So we'll talk a little Shohei, talk some Astros, preview that matchup. Rangers, Guardians, uh, right now, I believe Astros still only two games behind the Rangers in that division. So uh, that uh, that division is right now highly, highly uh, competitive, at least between those two teams. And Angels, I believe, are like seven games yeah out they're, they're right they're in third first, place they're seven but it's yeah. a it's a little bit of a gap between second and third with them and the astros but uh, it all depends on if things can get healthy for them or if shohei can i mean shohei is doing as much as he can do we think he is yep. but hell every time we say that he ends up setting some type of historic record so we'll talk about that coming up next segment and the fourth at four thirty in the hard knocks life we're gonna have jared sandler from um the Rangers, the Rangers nice. will be coming on with us, and we'll get an opportunity to ask him about the Shohei Otani rumors that are out there. And Shohei. What does he think the Rangers would have to do to pull that thing off? Okay, yeah, all right, that's going to be uh, at 4.30. So, yeah, yep. we'll get your Rangers fix, your Astros fix today. Uh, we'll talk some Major League Baseball since they're starting up the second half of the season post-All-Star break uh, baseball action. All right, let's start off with the Big 12 Media Days review, uh, gentlemen, because – there are some controversial remarks made by actually a Big 12 executive, uh-huh. uh, Big 12 Deputy Commissioner Tim Weiser. Um, he was uh, on with a couple of uh, guys. I believe it was uh, the KC Sports Network uh, with those guys. John Kurtz is where I got the sound, so I'll give him credit for it. Uh, but he was on with those guys sitting down at Big 12 Media Days, and he had some comments about the departure of Texas and Oklahoma from the conference that has uh, got a Longhorn fans a little upset. Here, uh, here are the comments. I continue to maintain that the choice Texas made wasn't a financial one because we all know what Texas resources are like. I think theirs was more about affiliating with a group of schools that on a given Saturday they would rather get beat by Alabama than they would Kansas State or Florida than Iowa State. Or you know that I think was really what was driving the way they looked out down the road. And in Oklahoma's case, I'm not as convinced that that was the issue for them. I think they were more of what I would call uh, the reluctant bride that kind of felt like, wow, if we don't go, what happens to the Texas OU football game, basketball, you know, all the things that we know from an OU and Texas standpoint are really important. So I kind of felt like if I was in Oklahoma's case, it would have been hard for me not to think about the long term and don't we want to be affiliated with Texas and now these other schools? All right, there you go. Um, <laughs> I actually don't mind the comment. It's, it's a nice little – I thought it was a subtle jab at Texas. Uh, Longhorn fans don't even like subtle jabs at Texas. Uh, they like to be uh, – better be beat by Florida uh, than but, Iowa State. I mean, <laughs> that to me was kind of like, man, what are you doing? Like, why would you say that? Again, I'm leaving you. It's yeah. over. We know it's over. Well, he's just he's a little bitter. He and he wants you to know he's a little bitter. But about you're it. the new guy. A little like you just it. got here. What? What did? What's the point in? Why oh, am he, I going to compliment no, no, no. Tim Weiser is not a new guy. Oh, Tim, Tim Weiser. Tim's the one. Yeah, Tim yeah. has been yeah, there since t- 2008. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. probably buddies with Bob Bowles. That's why. And so he's like, those guys are so mean that's to why. us. Yeah. That's yeah. the point. Old regime. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. I. He's part of the old regime that was terrible. 
I don't really, I don't think it's, I think he, he shows his ignorance by saying those guys have enough money. Why would they want to make more money? That, that alone yeah. is a comment yeah. is like, yeah. yeah, that's why you're an idiot. People say that about billionaires. It's like, he's got all the money you could ever uh, use. Why would he want more money? It's like, because why would they want to help you out why when they can help they themselves want out? more money. Yeah. And I get it. It's just, that's the thing. It's like, they don't need the money. It's like, yeah, wait, nope. do you really think that's how the world works? Think Elon needs all the money? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that why Zuckerberg the Big 12 was suffering for so much while, <laughs> yeah. while you were part of in charge? Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I, it's just bitter. I, I, can't, I got no problem with it at all but because. Is it is it weird that he's bitter against Texas but apparently not against Oklahoma at all? Yeah, well, he's he believes, very nice to it's, Oklahoma. It's an insult to Oklahoma as well. He's saying, but Oklahoma, you're a little brother in this scenario. Yeah. You're tex- Texas basically can, they, they've influenced you and they've been able to uh, essentially bring you along for the ride he's essentially saying texas was the one that spearheaded this thing and then oklahoma like he said reluctant bride that's an insult to oklahoma oklahoma has run this damn conference i'm like that's where they, I, that's they, what i'm saying for somebody that's been here since 2008 like how are you saying no, that no, no, about cause oklahoma because that's the only way you can take a shot at oklahoma yeah. Texas, you can take yeah. the way to take a shot at uh, Texas yeah, is Texas. Texas there. is the ultimate yeah. underachiever, right? Texas got yeah. all the resources, they got the best talent, they got the best everything facilities, and yet still can't you know reach the yeah. expectation level, still can't meet the standard. So Very easy fair. shot at Texas is you know they lose to Iowa State, yeah, you know, they lose to oh, no, K State. That's no, an easy shot. Wait, at don't Texas. I say K State first? Yeah, that's the obvious one. Well, no, no, because he worked for K State for. Oh, years. there you go. That's true. So too. it was it was his where he's like, yeah. no, these are my friends. Yeah, but it, that's an easy <laughs> shot. It's that's like you know you you are not supposed to if you're gonna you know get into some get into it with somebody and say y'all taking shots at each other. You're not supposed to pick the most obvious thing about them to right. make fun of or to you know what I mean to criticize because like not in school. He picked the most obvious thing about Texas, which is Texas football program is the ultimate underachiever, which is good. We got to change that narrative. If you don't like what people are saying, mm-hmm. change the conversation. About Oklahoma, what shot are you going to take to him? Sh- shot you going to take at him? You can't. Other than, you know what? Let's just take a shot that, you know, they they're You live they're in the, Oklahoma. The, that's a shot. That's your shot. But they're the little brother in this scenario. Yeah. They did not even they they did not they were un, they were unwilling participant, but they did not have enough scones, enough testicular fortitude to you know, be steadfast and to stand strong on, you know, we want to be in the Big 12. No, no. They went along with Texas because they got money whipped like everybody else. Yeah. It's one of those, in, you know, implications. That's okay. what he's trying to imply. Yeah, because yeah. I'm sitting there thinking about it. To your point, I'm like, Oklahoma pretty much runs this conference. So it's you Oklahoma, should, Oklahoma's conference. You shouldn't be hollering at them about anything. Yeah. They've been, they've been carrying the torch for this thing, getting in playoffs, doing all this other stuff. But yet you're going to take another jab at them? I'm well, like, Okay. Well, I'll tell you, the funniest part to me about it is that he clearly took someone else's joke and told it as if it wasn't a joke. Right. That's what I did. Because if he laughed during it, I go, oh, yeah, funny joke. You got us. That's a, that's a, that's a good jab. But he said it so matter-of-factly. Yeah. Like, we watched the video, and he's not smiling. No, he's not at all. He's like, they left because they, they want to lose to better teams. And you're like, mm. that's a good joke. I feel like someone else told you that joke, and you were like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah. have a joke because even the, the like the interviewer laughs, and he's just still stone faced as he delivers it. I'm like, dude, I, I just I'd have more sympathy if you were not part of the reason we left because you were part of the Big Twelve management that was 
killing the conference. Yes, yeah. that's the broad, that's the broader discussion. That is the macro topic. He he's just trying to oversimplify, and oversimplification yeah. is just that you know what Texas went to the SEC because their programs can underachieve and they're going to lose to football programs they shouldn't lose to. They'd rather make more money while they're doing it, and they'd rather do it to more prestigious, respected, fo- established football brands, not Iowa State. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I mean, and, and and so I, I'm not like I said I'm not mad at the comment. I really am not mad at the comment at all. I get it. He's bitter. Yeah, why he would is he be definitely bitter? bitter. They Kill lost it. their two blue bloods. What are they gonna do? This is this is they're, they're now in terms of trying to market this, the 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 conference. They are now saying they they go to weeknight games to Thursday and Friday games. Yeah, that's yeah. what group of five conferences have to do. Yeah, to try to get market share. He's saying now nah, we're willing to do that. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying that's desperation. Yeah, they know. I'm just saying it's the like when Gundy takes the shot. Is this the last five years? Are this based on last five years? Last fifty? He's smiling and la- like he's like it's we get it. I'm, it's true what I'm saying, but it's a joke. Like I'm I'm delivering it in that way. He just bad delivery. And that was what I was saying. It's it's a delivery of like dude. I like you could have made this work, but you're making this seem like you're a really bitter person as opposed to being like, oh no, we're the smart ones and we're coming out on top. You seem like you're losing this. I agree. very much so. It was a bad delivery. I get it though. Like I said, it, timing I, I is everything. It, yeah, yeah it right. Was, Even was, when you deliver the speech, bad deliver of, it's all about your timing and the it, delivery. It was a solid line. Yeah, it's a solid jab. Yeah, <laughs> but he didn't bring it the right way. I agree with that. Maybe he didn't think it was a joke though. Like that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He I don't may think he believe did. it. Like it's like when y'all talk talk trash about the Aggies and stuff. And no, no, it's not a lie if you believe it, or it's, if you believe that you believe it. He didn't think it was funny. He just said it matter of fact. Yeah. Maybe he just believes that. Yeah, I think well, that may be true. That may be true. And I don't think that he wouldn't believe it right now. Listen, he worked for Bob Bowles for a long time. Yeah. No, exactly. There's there's no laughing in that office. No. <laughs> exactly. So maybe he wasn't told in a, a joking way. Listen, what, maybe end, Bob Bowlesby was the one who told him that. At the end of Bob Bowlesby's tenure, he was out on the grassy knoll. Yep. He was full on talking conspiracy yeah. theories between broadcast networks and conferences, conference commissioners and athletic directors, full on conspiracy nut. He was yep. out there. Yep. And by the way, he may not have been wrong. Yeah. I mean, honestly, about how There's everything transpired. There's not a lot that was wrong. You know what I mean? About it being a conspiracy behind his back. I mean, hey, it did happen right behind his back. Yeah. Uh, even though he was on the same committee with Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, and had no idea about it. I'm sure Sankey was probably, you know, um, acting like pulling the wool over his mm-hmm. eyes and acting like he was his friend, buddy-buddy, in yeah. his face and behind his back. He was stealing his two blue bloods from his, from his, his yeah. conference. Yeah. Like, that's – that. And I, I, I think for Bob Bowlesby and maybe this guy too – um, yeah, I mean, maybe they believe a lot of that stuff. And by the way, like I said, it's an oversimplification, but yeah, Texas has been losing to Iowa State too yep. much. Yeah, quite, a, quite a bit. State too much. All Man, right. but not recently. Not recently. Not recently. Not, Purple Kryptonite has not really yeah. uh, crept up on Texas recently from the K-State side. And it we switched snuck up over on to them. the TCU side, unfortunately. The Purple Kryptonite basically started with K-State and then it just flipped over to TCU. Yep. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, listen, people are saying that he's not wrong. We may be upset as Longhorn fans because it's too, like I said, it's, it's, too it's when, when somebody makes fun of the most obvious, like, you know what I mean, the most most obvious uh, whatever fault about you, whatever it may be, yeah. whatever your different, every, whatever all, your problem is. We all got is. issues, is. Yep. we all got issues, okay, all right? Whatever your shortcoming may be, whether it's physical or whether it's something else, financial, or whether it's something emotional, whatever it may be, when somebody pokes at it and that's the first thing they take a jab at it seems personal yeah no it's 100 it personal. Per- and the truth is for texas long run fans that's personal 
that, yeah. that he basically just points out, no, they're an underachieving program. That's all yeah. right. Now, would he like to have us back? Of course he would. All yep. right. But Texas has underachieved. We all know that. And that's why it hurts. That's why we are all that's upset about it. That's why it stings it. a little that's bit. That's why it stings. Y'all know, it's, that's right. Y'all know why it stings. It stings because, yeah. There's no the, lies being told, That's the most obvious right? shortcoming of Texas sports. Yeah. In Texas. Yeah. The, really, the university. Yeah. The university is awesome. The biggest shortcoming of the whole damn institution is that the football program underachieves. That's the big, that's the shot you take at Texas. Yeah. Austin is great. Austin is one of the pop culture meccas of, of America right now. People love Austin. We know this. We lived here. Mm-hmm. Now the property taxes are through the roof. All right? So everybody loves Austin. It's got Leave. a great economy. All the Fortune 500 companies keep moving here. That's great. University of Texas, fantastic. Austin got a lot of good-looking people. It is great. Yep. Pro town. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We know. He took a shot. He basically looked at our biggest imperfection, our biggest shortcoming, and he threw it out there on the table. Mm-hmm. And Loma fans lost their damn mind because – it's, you know, that's because it's uh, got some truth to it, so it hurts a little bit. Yeah, it's an underlying You're not story to bring right that there. Up. Yeah. You're not supposed to bring that Man, up. Man, I thought you, you went over the line right there. You crossed the line. You crossed the line. <laughs> Why'd you do that? That was Why? not a safe word. Why'd you bring up the obvious yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to work on that. Yeah. I'm working on that. Right? That that's why Sark is working on that right now. That's right. We're getting better. That's why he's right. over here thinking like <laughs> – that's why he's walking around with his chest bowed out because he's like, if we're going to be the hunted, go, John Wick, go ahead. Yeah, Quinn Wick. Now, Quinn Wick, now we're looking at it and say, okay, if they're going to come at us like this, let's go ahead and use all of our bravado. Yeah, I like Nate here. It's like, yeah, from the, from, the, from the Seinfeld episode, basically when George Costanza, when he's at his wit's end, he's got no good comeback. Well, I had sex with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Tupac did. Yeah. Pac got so upset. Oh, when yeah, Nick, he was point. like, man, you know what? I banged your wife. Yeah. He's yeah. like, whoa, Pac, what up? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to be playing a little wordplay here, going back and forth. No, you just going to say, I've been banged your wife? Yeah. That essentially Pac, before Costanza, that was Pac. I don't know which one came first. Actually, I ain't gonna lie. It might be the same. It might about. It might have been the same time. <laughs> I had sex with it your might, wife. Yeah. That's how Longhorn fans feel <laughs> right now. <laughs> you're like, what? What did you say about the program? <laughs> you know what? I had sex with your wife. And you're like, his wife's <laughs> in a coma. You go there. His yeah, his wife's <laughs> in a coma. That's right. I'm like, did you know his wife's in a coma? Uh, so it's okay. Yeah, we can do that. We can look in the mirror. We can be honest about that. But yeah. Texas, we don't we don't expect to be down there for long. No, it's in all reality. Part of it Starting too was year. like Brett Yarmark is doing such a good job that you're like, you know what, Brett Yarmark's doing it, and then you have this guy come out and you're like. Ah, still the same old Big 12. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You know what? That's the same exactly old Big 12 right. who's just like, you guys suck. You're like, well, is your conference any good? They're like, well, you suck, though. Hey, don't, don't, <laughs> hey, honestly, Brett Yarmark, he's so, he's so gangster and so smooth. I wouldn't doubt if he sent this dude out. Like, hey, man, you go out there and let them know how saying. we really feel. I feel like Brett Yarmark, <laughs> I'm going to keep it classy, but you, you need to tell him how we really feel. Nobody, as a matter of fact, go on the station on Kansas. Your stuff won't even register. Yeah, yeah nobody go won't even register. Go on Kansas. Only Longhorn fans will hear it. Trust I feel like Brett Yarmark's at the head of the table and he tells that as a joke and everyone laughs at the table and at the end Tim's at the end he's like write that down that's, a, that's some factual information yeah. that I will read off deadpan there. to somebody else later that's just a good point that, that's like that the difference if he said it laughing I would laugh with him and go yeah you got us man but when you just say it it's like someone taking a like an ex-girlfriend taking a shot at you but without laughing you're like whoa 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 that's, <laughs> that's personal personal. information that's right you know, right. let that out there like a fact? Yeah, when well, she makes a, a joke about how long you last in bed or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, and, well, like and, and she doesn't laugh. You're like, you're supposed to laugh after that because everybody don't, wouldn't know if you're joking. 
<laughs> we all know you drink too much and it don't work. Well, look, all right, that like once maybe, but come on now, you know, like that's every year yeah. that I that lose to K State. Come on, I was that was New Year's. <laughs> that was New Year's. I thought we were celebrating. Uh, no, but you're right. Uh, so it's all right, Longhorn fans. If this year, if everything happens as it should, we won't. The, the, what do you say? The best re- revenge is to live good or to live happy, yeah. be happy, whatever it is. No uh, matter what's going on around. Yeah. So the best revenge against this guy, the deputy commissioner of the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. Texas, winning the Big Twelve title, and he's gonna be there. He will be there. So I, that's he why can you be need- there, and then start can walk on over to him and just you know shake his hand or something like that, and be like, "Hey, it's been great. It's been great in the Big Twelve, guys." That's why Texas and you. Oklahoma need to be playing for that championship. Yeah, that's why I've said that. Don't worry about it. If is Texas it, gets to the Big Twelve title, this guy will be right there. Is it, it makes Sam Ellinger on the sideline? Make Sam Ellinger present it. Well, nah, we don't want that. Cause no, cause I'm, that's I'm back stuff. Will they'll be conscious that I'm back stuff? I, that's I, what I love I, for. I love me some Sam Ellinger, man. That's my dog. But man, that, that was a bad moment. Now in retrospect, yeah, that yeah retrospect, did not yeah. age well. Oh, no, that was that you was, were like, yeah, I was like, yo, everybody was. Yo. No, we, we were, all of us got texts that night when it happened. I was no. I was on the field videoing. No, we we were I all was on the field. Bevo had Bevo had punked that damn dog. That, Ugga, yeah, Ugga. and been the pregame. I was right there. And then you know Texas goes out there, went beats Georgia, dude. We had everybody took that Kool Aid and they basically were bathing in it that mm-hmm. night. It was just we were just showering in burnt orange Kool Aid. And then and, and you know what? Who else was doing it? Yeah, the Texas football team, Sam and Tom Herman. And then the next year, we found out Texas wasn't back. Mm-hmm. That was we were just overserved <laughs> on the flavor eight. We, well, look, we were back and we left again. We were <laughs> <laughs> we were like the, yeah, we were like that uh, that gif of the <laughs> of, uh, of of the uh, the Abe Simpson character. <laughs> yeah. oh, he yeah, walks yeah, right into the walk... bar and he walks right on out. Yeah, that yeah. was Texas version Homer, of being back Homer, that year. Homer Simpson. I think it was his dad. It was no. his dad. It's his dad. But Homer, I thought Homer, Homer did it in too. the bush. Oh, yeah, Homer's the, Homer's the bush. that fades Homer's back in. Yeah, yeah. 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 Those, yeah. Are, those uh, are all the memes. Trust me. Well, we know way too much about Simpson memes uh, and gifts. Yeah. It's probably the thing. I, I, do have a, I do have a question about deputies. I'm thinking about this. In, like, in pop culture, mm-hmm. aren't deputies usually the joke? Like, think of it. Uh, like Barney Fife? Like Barney Fife. But most of the time, it's like, oh, the deputy's kind of the, the idiot of the group. Uh, probably from the Barney Fife character, honestly. Right. I'm just yeah. we just call this guy deputy from now on. He'll be good. <laughs> yes, you see, yes, sir, deputy. You think yeah. deputy equals doofus in, in movies? Sense? I don't think in real life. No, in movies it does. In movies it does. Yeah, don't be saying that because deputy's probably yeah. right. no, no, a lot like, of them I don't, to us I don't think in real life it does. I ain't no Barney Fife. But I think yeah, I think I got a gun. But I like that he could be the Barney Fife of the Big Twelve. Yeah, I like that. Boom. Money. Yeah. All right. We'll use it. What's his name again? We got to remember this guy's T- name. Tim. Tim, Tim Weiser. 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 Yeah, Weiser. All right. We'll, we'll make sure. It's ironic name. Yeah. No, when Texas goes to the Big 12 title game, we got to remember to bring that up. Tim Weiser. Yeah. Oh, we'll, be we'll be looking right at him. Mm-hmm. Hi there, Deputy Tim. I'm like, hey, Tim. why don't you give out the most outstanding player <laughs> in the game and the trophy? And the trophy. Yeah. Uh, okay. A couple other nuggets from Big 12 Media Days just to get back into. Um, Texas Tech, get yep. a lot of love, gentlemen, as the the dark horse favorite of the Big 12. Yeah. The sleeper uh, of the Big 12. And, man, when Texas lost uh, Texas Tech last season and they had, the, what, eight fourth down attempts, they went six of eight in fourth down conversions. 
it, it was not something that was isolated just to Texas. Turns out, Joe what ended up calling him Joe Me the Money, Joey yeah. McGuire, the head coach of Texas Tech. He ended up uh, having the most fourth down conversions in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and with fifty-two of them in his debut season. Mm. It was the most in the country, and it was the most by any FBS team going all the way back to 2009. And they think it might be the most all-time. The records for the NCAA are a little bit scattered, unfortunately. So it's hard to do the research. But nobody went for it on fourth down more than Jordan McGuire. Longhorn fans know it all too well. That's why they ended up beating Texas. They went 6 of 8. Um, the In 12 games in which Tech attempted uh, – a fourth down uh, conversion. When they went 50% or more, they were 6-1. and one. When they had less than 50% conversion rate on fourth downs, they went 1-4. and four. Uh, Their fourth down, how about this? Their fourth down conversions extended drives that led to 129 points. Mm. All right, that, and if you go look at it, that's an average, and you go look at the points they gave up, because fourth down defense is a thing too, so uh, when they Gave up, so sorry, said they didn't convert the fourth down. They led to a turnover on downs. Those drives led to 44 points. Right. So, 85 point profit, essentially. 85 points that they had that they actually got off drives from fourth down conversions that they were able to convert. That amounts to around six and a half points per game. Go look at the games they won. They beat Texas by three points in overtime. Beat U of H by three in overtime. Beat Iowa State by four. Beat OU by three in overtime. Dude, Joe me the money. He's not afraid. Joe me the money won him like three games. Yeah. Basically what we're asking from Sark. Thank you. I was just about to say that's kind of the conversation we were We're, having, right? We're asking Sark, dude, go win us one or two games. The, the, the squad you built and the culture and the scheme and everything you got going, the resources, shout out to Kevin Eltife and Jay Hartzell and CDC, all that will get you eight wins. I mean, honestly, the truth is Patrick can go over there and coach them eight wins. I truly believe that. I'm not, that's why I say you should never be a team that doesn't make a bowl game at Texas. That's an abomination. That is yeah. that's a tragedy at a school like Texas. Um, I just think that you should be a cruise control to, to seven, eight wins. I need Sark to go out there and give me three, three more on his own. And that's what Joey did. Joey, got the, Joey basically won them four games this style of play. Averaged six and a half points per game extra just based on the fourth down conversions that they attempted. And they were extreme in, with that concept and extreme with that belief and that ideology that, hey, man, we're going we're gonna to be riverboat gamblers. And they beat Texas. With that philosophy, they were eighth and fourth down defense. Um, so they allowed 11 fourth downs to be con- converted against them out of 32. So think about this. Of the 84 offensive and defensive fourth downs that they either uh, tried to convert on offense or defended on defense, they won 54 of them. They mm. won 54 of their 84. They doing that, something big. They, they got in the eight wins, guys. Well, you talked about it. I mean, that's the one thing that we've been talking about is how many times can you get a dub? What can your coach do? Because we talk about the players. They believe in him. And he's going out there and going for it on fourth down that many times. He's saying, guys, I believe in you. Let's go get a dub. 
He believes in his defense, too, because if you're going for it that many times on fourth down, that means you have to believe in your defense. True or not? Yeah. You have to. You have to. And he had, what, top five player drafted, Tyree Wilson? Top seven. Yeah, top seven, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. he's like, we're going to – but then he ended up shutting it down. But he still believed in his he team. He still believed in his He team. believed in the play calling. Mm-hmm. He believed in everything that was the execution of it all. He believed in it. Got you two wins. We've been asking for two wins. We believe that Sark is going to have to coach up two wins. And yep. I believe he can do it. Uh, I told, I'm told i with you. But that just showed me that that's why he loved Joey McGuire there. They know. Yep. I mean, this guy went one of some games. Now, they did have some luck on their side, guys, because how about this? They, of total fumbles, fumbles uh, that were on the ground for the defense to recover and for the offense, so their own fumbles and opposing fumbles, they recovered 22 out of 33. Mm. They were one of three teams to rank among the top 20 in FBS in recovering their own fumbles and opponent fumbles. There's only three teams that were top 20 in both recovering their own fumbles and their opposing team's fumbles. Remember, against Texas, they recovered three of three. Yep. They recovered two. They fumbled on offense. And then, of course, the Bijan Robinson fumble at the end of the game was the game winner. Yep. So it could go either way with Tech. This year, that, that's a that's a man. lot of luck. The ball bounces. That's a, it. It bounces a lot of weird ways, man. And it bounced Tex way last year. But they made their own luck. Uh huh. Joey they McGuire. It. All right, Joe yep. me the money. They made their own luck a lot of times, especially against Texas. So if you you know, I say God helps those that help themselves. That's Joey. That's Joey McGuire in a nutshell. I think he's a minister as well. Uh, he believes he is, he is an ordained minister, if I'm not mistaken. Joey McGuire. I think so. I want to say somebody told me that. Oh. Uh. I would say is he ordained like I'm ordained, or is he ordained I, like he actually went know. through some stuff? I, don't know. I probably shouldn't repeat it because I heard it from not even a, probably a reputable source. Mm-hmm. I got to go check that. Texas Tech fans, let me know if that's made uh, up. You know they're gonna let you know. Yeah, somebody told me. I was like, what? Really? They're gonna send know. over a man. That's <laughs> either way. <laughs> but my point is, well, anyway, he was he was praying to the football gods, right? <laughs> and they they like uh, Joey McGuire. So uh, th- there you go. That's what make them stand out. Yeah. Was. Yeah, he, he's ordained like I'm ordained, I think. Oh, like I like a little. Yeah, over, he's over, officiating online? weddings. He's officiating oh, like weddings, but I don't think thing. he's holding sermons. Uh, well, yeah, well, of course not. Well, well but that, maybe in the locker room. Hey, but, it runs hey, through. It runs through love. It runs through love. That was a sermon. <laughs> it was. He got a lot of people to tie and offer after yeah. that sermon. He, he's officiated weddings, okay. so he is ordained in that sense. <laughs> Nate says I'm ordained too. Then all yeah. right, yeah. All right, there you go. I think, asked, I think somebody asked him about it at Big 12 Media Days yeah, or something. Yeah. No, like it's, a, it's, a, it's online. It's his ordained. Okay. I've officiated weddings. He's officiated weddings. So you it's are possible. ordained as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got ordained during. I got I ordained. know like four other people that are ordained. No, no, I did it over uh, when uh, when everything was locked down. My friend's wedding got basically got postponed, but they didn't want it. Oh, like, that's right. So I got I got it so I could marry them basically uh, in a really nice. small ceremony okay. and get it done. So for tax purposes and everything else, they could be a married couple. Yeah. Two years before they would have actually been able to get married. Oh, nice. Good for you. Okay. All right. There you go. How long is that process? Just simple. Oh, yeah. thirty-five minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's not hard. Oh. It's, oh, it's online. Oh man, they should make it a little tougher than that. No. Nah. <laughs> nah, it just a little, just pay a little fee. Why you think all them people in Vegas? Now everybody's are, are, ordained. They, they, now. Them people in Vegas. That's okay. why they got the Vegas places. <laughs> it's ordained. It's ordained. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we'll talk some more about uh, Big Twelve Media Days later on in the show. Uh, all right, let's get to Astros and Rangers and some of the big storylines coming up in the second half of Major League Baseball right here on Ball Don't Lie, one four nine the horn.
Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire, he plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Tinted Vision, and they are playing tonight at the ABGB. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like this groove. This is a, a nice little groove to this. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely. I can. I can put this on my phone. Yeah, this You're is. Uh, yeah, I could put this. Yeah, in no, this is called people watching blues. People, people watching blues. watching blues. Is it what? Is it about what I think it's about? People watching. Yeah. Oh. Like this band. This is a young band too. These guys. I think they when they wrote this, they were all still in high school. That is fantastic. People watching blues. I want to check that out. Yeah. I like the term of that. I like that. I want to. I wonder if the lyrics match up with what I think the lyrics are about. Because <laughs> if it is, that's creative as you know what. But who knows? All right, there you go. My man Patrick always keeping us on our toes on a five one two Friday. So we appreciate all of his efforts. Um, hopefully, uh, there's a great effort from the Astros tonight. Ghost rules. They're taking on the Angels and Shohei's on the mound. Yep. Can the people watch ML- MLB Network? Yes. That's okay. where you're at. Is it? It'll all be right. blocked out here. No, son. Well, not if you don't have what you call it. If you don't have the, if you're if you're within like six six hundred seven hundred miles oh, of Houston, man. it's it's a, yeah. They, sorry it, for you guys. MLB Network black, blacks out pretty much. Right, blacks out it's, everything. It's I terrible. got I got all the channels that I would be able to watch all of them games. <laughs> so this is I'm a true good. team head here. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I can I'm watch baseball. I'm, I'm good. I don't know what it. y'all going to do. Yeah, I know. I'll be watching them late night tonight. <laughs> and I did find out ESPN is playing them on Sunday. Yes. Yeah, they're on Sunday. I know. I'm but you won't see Shohei on the mound. You'll see him at the plate, though. That's what I'm saying. Like when yeah. he's on the mound, bro. Yeah. That's that's, that's when. The game. Yeah, that's the prime timer. Yeah, that's what are we doing, mate? Rob Manfred. I'm the one who compliments you. You did. Come on, man. You are you are very complimentary get show, of him. Get Shohei on prime time every time he's on the mound. That yep, is, I agree. That's got to happen. Okay. Anyway, yeah, let's get to. Um, speaking of Shohei, you might as well just continue the discussion. So, how about this? Um, this little nugget about Shohei. It says that right now Shohei's been worse so far this season. Six and a half wins above replacement. Uh huh. The WAR stat per Baseball Reference. Um, 4.0 as a hitter, uh, 2.5 as a pitcher. That sum uh, puts him on pace for 11.6 wins above replacement Yeah, for the full season. If he produces 11 wins above replacement, he'd become the first player to do so in more than two decades. Pedro Martinez is the last pitcher to reach that threshold, 11.7 in 2000. And... Barry, Barry, Barry Bonds. Oh, yeah. Is the last such position player to do so in 2002 when he had 11.7 wins above replacement. Yeah. Yeah, we're watching something (laughs) that a lot of people who were able to see a Babe Ruth play, this is something that those people were part of his lifetime. Mm -hmm. You know, we're getting an opportunity to see that. We have my boy Marcus Timms on talking about Shohei and what he brings to the table every single day, the way he goes about his work. We're still talking about the fact that he doesn't take BP on the field. Isn't that amazing? That's crazy to me. Just walks out there. Yeah. Uh, By the way, go check out the interview, folks, hornfm.com. Was that Wednesday? What was that? It was Monday. 
It was Monday. It was Monday. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. it was first part of the uh, yes. All-Star break. Thank you. It so was first part go of check that at hornfm.com, the Horns, uh, Horns Knock Life at hornfm.com. Uh, it's re- it was really good stuff. As a matter of fact, you can hear Marcus uh, Tim's on Monday talking about Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, two of the best yep. hitters in the game. And then was it Tuesday or Tuesday, Wednesday? Tuesday we had Tayshawn Thomas on. Yeah. Talking teammate, about a former teammate of Wimby. Yeah. Wimby. Yeah. So uh, Hart uh, really opened up the contact list for the folks uh, to let us hear uh, some really inside info, some inside uh, information on some of the biggest sports stories in the country right now. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the if so if Otane, say, say he gets to 12, which would be just, you're talking about in another universe. That would, that would make it him otherworldly. Mm-hmm. If he has 12 wins above replacement, which is just, like I said, rarefied air. Since integration, the only pitchers to post a 12-war Winterburg replacement season are Dwight Gooden in 1985, 12.2, Steve Carlton in 1972, 12.1, and the only pl- position player to do so would be Carl Yastrzemski, yeah. 12.4 in 1967. My boy Mikey is probably yeah. running his car off the side of the road, excited because you just brought up Carl Yastrzemski. He's always <laughs> texting me. He's like, you don't need to talk about anybody but Carl Yastrzemski. He's the best hitter ever. I'm like, you're a Red Sox fan. I thought Ted Williams would be at him too. Yaz is the best. Carl Yastrzemski. Yeah. I just like saying his name. Yeah. We should say his name more. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Shohei is putting himself in you know, some elite company. There's no question about it. Uh, he's going to be on the mound for the Angels tonight against the Astros. And uh, the Astros actually, um, I believe, man, I think I – is it France that they're going to have on the mound? I believe. No, it. I think it's Framer Valdez. I thought he was going to pitch tonight. Oh, is he? Yeah, I believe it is okay. him tonight. They might have switched it up then. Yeah. Okay, that would be awesome because I, I thought he was going the second. No, game. it is. It is JP France. I is thought France? they said Framer was going to pitch game he, one. He I, probably Dusty was probably like, "No, nah, man, I'm not going to use you against Shohei. Oh, uh, I'm going to flip that on you because I believe that's this a is a point. tougher game than tomorrow. Okay. Every game is a tough game in the big leagues, but you. Trying to go out there and have a quality start, you know, runs might be at a premium in this game tonight. So Dusty was probably like, hey, J.P. France, go out there and get your work in. Go do what you need to do because mm-hmm. this might be one of those games where it comes down to late. Let's just go ahead and get Frammer tomorrow okay. and let yeah. him go. And remember, Frammer missed his last start as well before the All-Star break. They kept him out uh, yeah. at precautionary, I believe. That it wasn't a major injury, but they were just like, we're just going to basically skip your start. Yeah, Frammer's mm. tomorrow for mm-hmm. sure. And then Sunday night, I'm looking to see who's going to be the starter. It's going to be Christian Javier, which is really good for you. Yeah. And uh, there, remember, yeah. there's no Mike Trout either. Yes. I mean, they're right, right or now. Rindo. The, or Rendon. Or Rendon. Yeah, That's the right. Angels are struggling. I mean, they. They're limping. Yeah, they really are. They're seven games out of uh, first right now, yep. but they lost five straight prior to uh, the All-Star break, uh, and they got swept by the Padres and the Dodgers in their final All-Star uh, break action. They just In their most recent uh, game that past Saturday, they lost by a 10-5 to final to the Dodgers, um, and Shohei showed out, but he's about the only one. They yeah. Are, yeah they, they, they're fading fast. Remember, at one point, they were second. They yeah, took they over were second right place in the division, and they started to fade fast right now. And I think the Astros are about to start trending in the right direction. They're getting healthier. I think the Angels are unfortunately suffering from a lot of injuries. So I think that gap between two and three in that division is going to get a little bit wider. Well, I think also, too, especially after this series. Derek Jeter even brought this up uh, in one of the broadcasts. 
the Angels will miss a huge opportunity if they don't find a, a way to trade Shohei Otani. And, and by the way, they're not third anymore. They're fourth. The Mariners yeah, they have dropped them the Mariners, as well. Oh, the Mariners bad, just bopped bad. them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they're now fourth in that division. Yeah, that's yeah. It. They're, they're, it's, they're, they're, their playoff hopes are pretty much done. Yeah, they're 45 and 46 now. The Mariners are 45 and 44. Obviously, the Astros 50 and 41, and the Rangers 52 and 39. But Derek Jeter did bring up the fact they said if there's an opportunity to, to get a trade done, this is the time to do it. And if they don't do it, they're going to mess up their fortunes because he has an opportunity to walk at the end of the year with you getting nothing. Yeah, I mean, and he. You have to take an opportunity to go out there and make the offer beautiful enough. And other teams, too, if you want to make a run, and we're going to talk to Jared Sandler about this, I'm going to ask him, because I know the minor leagues for the Rangers, they got pitching, they have position players, they have opportunities to move some guys to the Angels that can help their farm system and their, I mean, in their big leagues to grow. Because that's the thing that they're missing. They don't have a lot, as you see. That's why they keep mm-hmm. losing. Yeah, you have and, two of the best, and you have some stuff that for the Angels, if you have a log jam at second base or shortstop, yes. because you have guys that you're paying a lot of money, and you're like, look, these minor league guys ain't coming up for four or five years at least because we're paying Simeon, because we're paying Seager, we're paying these guys. So if we have second baseman shortstops that the Angels don't necessarily have those guys, yep, maybe we can get some of those guys that are not going to be playing for us anytime soon, send them off in a trade. Absolutely. And that way it's not really hurting us because those guys, we're going to trade them off later anyway. If you're going to get double-A and triple-A players, you need to make sure you you can sell those assets away, but you need to make sure that your lower levels Mm -hmm. are even better. They drafted well. Yeah. They drafted well, and they've been doing some good things, but you got to make sure those rookie ball, A ball, and maybe some of your double-A's are ready to go when that moves. Yeah, that's a good question. I can't wait to talk to Jared Sandler and ask him about Shohei, but also man, the Rangers uh, yeah. in the second half of the season. If they can be, they can be close to as hot in the second half as they were to start the first half. Yeah, uh, man, the Rangers could be sitting pretty in that division. Uh, okay, um, we'll talk some more about Shohei. Who's is he? St- he still got the lead in home runs, right? With thirty two. Thirty two. And he also has the lead in opposing batting average with 189. Yeah, he's, he's nasty, vision. man. Man, it is just. It, yeah, he's kind of ridiculous. I can't wait to watch him. I almost feel bad watching him because I'm be giddy about watching <laughs> Shohei, but also rooting for the Astros. No, that's what it's supposed to be. can't help but get giddy when he makes a play, and it's like, dang, yeah. it's just that good. All right, we come back. We got the flex on the other side. Um, so we'll get to that on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. The ball don't lie right here on 1049 the horn. 512 Friday. That's with Patrick, the idillionaire. He takes songs from uh, different artists, uh, very talented human beings, and uh, he plays those songs for us on a 512 Friday. And he lets you know exactly how you can see these very talented individuals. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Being Dead, and they're playing tonight at Sagebrush. Being Dead? Being Dead. Okay, there you go. All right. The music is pretty lively for being dead. <laughs> Song's called Daydream. 
<laughs> right. Okay. There you go. I like that. All right. There you go. Um, my man Patrick always hooking us up on a five one two Friday. So we appreciate his efforts. We also appreciate the efforts of the Flex Crew. So go check out their work at flxatx.com. Uh, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. They're getting ready for the Flex Watch List. All right. They're getting ready for the Flex Watch List. They're going to re- release that next week. Um, so uh, make sure you stay uh, tuned and make sure that you're checking out flxatx.com because they'll have their all Flex Watch List for the uh, best football players in the Flex area to keep your eyes on. And by the way, I'm sure they're going to miss some. Or even last year, I remember yep, yep. we, we had, had the Flex Watch debate. List. Big debate. Big debate. And then by the end of the season, I think we ended up adding, I don't know how many people throughout the season, yep. 10 to 15 different people throughout the season. Because just if you're on it in the beginning, don't mean you're going to be on it at the end. Exactly. So you got to make sure you go out there and show and prove <laughs> as you're supposed to do. I do want to give a shout-out to one of the long lifetime Longhorns, Terrell Brown, his daughter, Takila, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Takila. Takila Brown. Okay. She has committed to LSU to play volleyball. So nice. she's she's a baller as well. You know them jeans run deep. So <laughs> she uh congratulations to her. She is a Weiss. Uh, I think they're the Wolves. Mm, I Weiss think you're right Wolves. about that. Yeah, Weiss yeah. Wolves. You know, my kids going to Hendrickson, so we don't, you know. We don't know what the other mascots are. Well, you got the Hawks? Yeah, we the Hawks. Henderson Hawks out there? Double H's out there. You know what I'm saying? Hardball, hard, Uh, double H's. There we go. uh, uh, So both of them going to end up going to the same high school? Your kids? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we out there. Yeah, all right. You can represent. Uh, yeah. Also representing uh, my man Anthony Williams. Also does a great job yes. representing for the young people out there. A dub. Yes, he's having an under the under the light skills showcase. It's going to be uh, July 20th, Thursday. Uh, you can go to TexasFootballShowcase.com uh, for, show, show, yeah, showcase.com for more details. You can go check that out. Or for more info, you can contact A. Williams at um, connectathletics.org. Or just go to the Flex website, go yep. to flxatx.com. No uh, and they do have the, uh, the, uh, the uh, information up there for you. So it's Alignment and Skill Positions Only Showcase. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be in Round Rock. Uh, it's also going to be uh, at the Round Rock, I think, uh, Mega Complex. There. No, it's, ra- it's Round Rock MP- multi-pur- Multipurpose Complex yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so you can go check. That's going to be at, starting at 5 p.m. You can find out more details. Just go to uh, flxatx.com. It says Thursday, July 20th, the Under the Lights Skills Showcase. All yeah, right. we might get Anthony Williams on next week. So, yes. To yeah. talk about this. No doubt. Yeah. Yep. It, you, still, you still got time. It's Thursday. So you yep. got a little uh, next Thursday. So you got a little time. But uh, you can always reach out to him. He's at A Williams at connectedathletics.org. Yep. I believe that's how you reach out to him. Um, all right. We'll come back. We'll get into some uh, NFL. Actually, we'll talk college football. Uh, flip it. We'll talk college football. Make or break years for college football teams. Uh, coaches who have the most to prove in 2022. And Sark did not make this list. Come I, on, man. I like that it. That was intriguing. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know how accurate the list is. I think everybody agrees. Sark's got a lot to prove. What is this? Pro football focus? <laughs> <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Joe D. Camillus and his role. My man Chip Brown uh, broke out a nice piece about Joe D. Camillus and what his role is going to be with Texas. Yep. And Quinn Ewers over-unders. They got some uh, Quinn Ewers betting I like it. Uh, numbers out there and some betting odds based on his statistical uh, projections for the 2023 season. We'll get into that coming up, too. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.